Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, and I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Uh, Love to have you with me. We have got to talk about this awful story in Texas. It really is an awful story. The ghoulishness of progressives when it comes to exploiting death for political gain is just unrivaled. At the border, a mother and child drown crossing the Rio Grande. CBS News was the first to run a story blaming Texas for the deaths of this mother and child. The Biden administration also blamed Texas. They ran it up the flagpole. It became a national news story that this mother and child crossing the Rio Grande died, drowned because Texas would not allow the Department of Homeland Security and the Border Patrol to assist the distressed family. You need to understand this is what they argued. This is what the Biden administration said. This is what CBS News reported. This mother and child drowned because the Texas National Guard took over an area along the border and refused to allow the Border Patrol through the premises to assist the distressed family. It turns out in court filings where you have to tell the truth under oath, It didn't actually happen that way. They don't care. CBS News has had to go add an editor's note to their story. But others are still circulating the original story. Here's what actually happened. A mother and child drowned trying to cross the Rio Grande, and no one knew. They weren't seen. They were found on the Mexican side of the Rio Grande by Mexican authorities. No one knew. No one came to assist them because no one knew they were drowning. Yes, it's true. The Texas National Guard has taken over an area along the border because the Border Patrol was letting so many illegal aliens cross, and they blocked Border Patrol from entering the area. But no one saw, no one knew, no one did anything because they had no knowledge of it. It's another ghoulish display of the left amplifying tragedy 
to shape public opinion and using the media to leave out key and relevant details. When the story was first reported, lots of people bemoaned the fact that the Texas National Guard didn't help the family and didn't let anybody else help the family, that clearly if these people are drowning, somebody should have helped them. And it turns out nobody saw them. There's nobody there. And now the Biden administration, not in court filings. In court filings, the Biden administration admits the National Guard had nothing to do with it. There, Nobody had knowledge of it. Nobody saw it. But in public, the Biden administration says, well, if we were there, we could have stopped it. No, nobody was there. We don't even know if they drowned before or after the National Guard took over the park. It's just gross. But there's a larger point. If only... Joe Biden and his administration cared as much for the dead Americans who overdosed on fentanyl because of our porous border than these two illegal aliens who tragically died. It's a tragedy. Wish they hadn't have died. I'm sorry about that. But it's two foreign nationals trying to illegally cross our border, and every day, The drug runners for the cartels are pushing fentanyl across the border, killing thousands of Americans, and the Biden administration could not care less. It's remarkable. It's a remarkable thing to see this administration get that worked up over border crossing and drowning victims. And they're not angry. They don't care about. They're doing nothing to deal with the mass amount of fentanyl coming across the border. Oh, they claim they're dealing with it, but they're not. I bet every single one of you just about knows someone who has faced crisis with addiction and maybe fentanyl. I got a buddy of mine. I've told you all the story. He he works in Silicon Valley. He does not use drugs. He has been to parties where drug use is open, and he says it's the most bizarre thing. They break out fentanyl testers, all these people in Silicon Valley. He says it's it's one of the bizarre things of living out there that you can buy fentanyl testers in your local grocery store, your local, local pharmacy. That's how demented that culture is. He's getting out of it. He has no use for it. It's just bizarre. It's that common. But they got to have fentanyl testers because you, you don't know. We had in, in in my neck of the woods, there were about a dozen people who died a while back. They were potheads, a lot of them older actually, poor and old and smoking weed and laced with fentanyl and they all died. They all died. The Biden administration hasn't done much. God forbid two people drown crossing the Rio Grande. We got to go to court and seize control of the land from the Texas National Guard to be able to stop other people from drowning. But the fentanyl crisis? Nope. Doing nothing. The fentanyl crisis? Eh. I, I, the mixed-up priorities of, of the Biden administration. They're going to fund Iran, which uses the money to kill Jews. And they're going to do nothing about the border crisis? I was talking to a friend of mine who was in government the other day. I want to leave his name out of it. I don't know that he would mind or not, but I'll leave his name out of it. But he was uh, doing work 
south of the border. He was speaking, given his position. He was speaking to some Latin American leaders. And he said these Latin American leaders were laughing about Kamala Harris saying she was going to examine the root causes of the border crisis. And the Latin American leaders were saying uh, the root causes in Washington. It's a whole lot harder to be an immigrant in Mexico than the United States. The, the laws in Mexico make it impossible. It's a whole lot harder to, to just set up shop as an illegal alien in one of these countries. We make it really easy. We incentivize them coming. Then you got people like, like uh, what's his name in Congress, the Jerry Nadler, the Democrat from New York, who says, well, we need illegal aliens. Somebody's got to pick our food for us. You don't have slaves anymore, Nadler, so you want the illegal aliens. Democrats always looking for somebody else to pick their crops for them. But when it comes to fentanyl, turn a blind eye to it. You want to deal with the fentanyl crisis, you secure the border. That immediately begins to have a dramatic impact on the supply of fentanyl into this country and other drugs as well. But they don't want to. They need illegal immigrants. They need them for politics. They need them to count in the census, to bolster Democratic districts. They need them to pick the crops that they can't pay Americans enough to do. It's not a job an American won't do. It's a job an American won't do at that price point. And frankly, I agree on that issue. Just so you know, we do need a a, um, large number of migrant workers in this country who can be paid low wages that are still well above what they would make in their home country to pick the crops because it keeps prices down. You don't want to pay the price you would have to pay if you had to pay an American $20 an hour to go pick your crop, you, you, you wouldn't do it. That's just a reality. And, and an irony, a bitter irony here is that the Democrats insist on these $20 minimum wages in fast food restaurants in California, but they want migrants here, illegal immigrants, to pick for cheap because they don't want the price of food to go up because that would be inflation and voters would backlash against the Democrats. And, you know, they're, they are right on that. They just can't be honest about it. Prior to the great uh, society program of Lyndon Johnson, we actually had a migrant worker program in this country where anyone south of the border could apply, come here for six months, work and send the money home, and then they themselves go home and they could do it every year. They didn't have to cross the border. They didn't have to do illegal. uh, They didn't have to do illegal things, and it worked. But the unions were upset about it. The unions were afraid. They were cutting into the American labor force, and they shut the program down. We haven't had it since. What we've had is a mass uh, spike in illegal immigration. Return to that program. Allow these. They want to come here. They want to work. They want to be housekeepers. They want to. They want to pick crops. They want to be migrant workers. They want a better life for their family. Let them come. They send their money home. You send them back home. They they come cyclically. Migrant. Work. There's a way to do this. There is a way to do this. We've done it in the past, but the unions didn't like it. But you contain the border, you secure the border, so there are checkpoints that these people can come through, and you can make sure they're not bringing the fentanyl. They can't go through the passes in Texas that are remote, desolate places that no one wants to go. That's where they go through. They figured out a system. They have a scheme. And then the kids in this country, having gone through lockdown, suffered depression and despair. They've turned to drugs and peer pressure, and they die. sad that a mother and child drowned in the Rio Grande. It's sad. 
What's gross is they tried to blame the Texas authorities and the Texas National Guard and say the blood was on their hands. These people, I nearly said a bad word, and I'm glad I didn't. These people can't bring themselves to acknowledge the blood of the Israelis are on their hands because they funded Iran, and Iran then used that money to fund Hamas. The Biden administration refuses to accept responsibility for that, and yet they want to blame Texas for two people dying and no one even knew that it happened until after it happened. That's just ghoulish behavior. Propagandizing death to advance your cause. It's not what good people do. Playing with and propagandizing death is not something good people do. But there you have it. That's what the Biden administration has done. And the media has gone along with it. You should note CBS News ran with it. Other media outlets have run with it since. They have slandered the Texas National Guard. They've slandered Greg Abbott and the state of Texas, all to advance their goal of an open and unsecured border so the flow of fentanyl can come in and kill more kids. I wonder at the end of the day if there is some demented brain brainiac in the Biden administration who decided it's good for global warming, let the fentanyl come across, overdose all the kids, and we have less mouth breathers. You know there's somebody who's looking at it that way. I don't know if they're in the administration or not, but you know there's some insane person out there who thinks, ah, all the kids overdosing and dying, it's going to help with global warming, we're going to reduce the population. I mean, these are the people who celebrate a guy writing books on how you need more violence to advance the global warming agenda. Well, you kill off the kids with fentanyl, you accomplish your agenda. It it is insane to even think that there are probably people thinking that, and yet you know and I know there are. These people are ghouls. He's got the courage to tell you the actual truth, even when it isn't popular. It's The Eric Erickson Show. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. How's about we squeeze in a phone call here with John? Thanks for being patient. John, how are you? Good, Eric. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Speaking of cults, when I look at the Democratic leadership and the Republican leadership, in my opinion, if either one of them, going to a different candidate other than Trump or Biden, they'd win hands down. But since that's not going to happen, what do you think the options are for no labels to come in and have a successful campaign? Well, you know, so third-party campaigns are really difficult. I mean, they're struggling to get ballot access in states. Uh, I don't know that they can find the money to do it. Uh, there, A lot of them are, are socially liberal people with no labels who – they're concerned about Trump as much as they are Biden, if, if not more so Trump, so they may give it up. They also don't have a ticket. Uh, there are rumors of like a Joe Manchin-Mitt Romney team-up. I don't know that they could get something like that. Um, I will say this, though. I get – in fact, I've already gotten today from multiple people that this election is going to be between the Democrats and the Republicans. Pick one. Um, I, and I just think that we're kind of beyond that as a country at this moment, that uh, there are enough people out there who resent the caliber of the candidates coming from both parties, that you will see people say, no, I I, I don't have to pick. Uh, I, I don't have to be a part of it, and I can hold my head high and say, nope, I didn't participate in this nonsense. Now, there will be a lot of people who say, no, you have to. You're, you're, you're going to get Biden or Trump. you got to pick one. Um, but, you know, I'm reminded of, of in two th- after the year 2000, 
Karl Rove noted that the Bush administration realized uh, a massive number of evangelicals stayed home. They didn't like either candidate. And the Bush administration worked very, very hard over their first four years to gain the trust of the evangelical community. And they turned out to be a major force in 2004. They set it out in 2000. Pollsters even picked up that they set it out. They attribute it to the the late-breaking DUI news, among other things. Um, It was larger than that, but that's how how it was attributed by the press. Uh, And the Bush administration worked so that by 2004, they'd advanced so many policy initiatives evangelicals wanted. They earned their trust, and they came out and voted. Sometimes you sit it out in large enough numbers because you've been taken advantage of. They have to vote. Uh, They've got to pay attention. This is what black voters are probably going to do this year, by the way. Um, is black voters, there's a lot of polling signs that black voters are going to sit it out. That uh, enough of them will sit out as to be statistically significant to impact the election uh, to signal to the Democrats, you've taken advantage of us and we don't like our choices. I think a lot of people may do that. And I I won't condemn anyone for deciding I can't vote for either of these clowns. I'm, I'm staying home. And I know being a partisan on talk radio says, no, 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 you must, you must, you must, you must. I, and I used to do that, to be honest with you. And then, good Lord, I went through 2016. I was like, I, I, I can't urge someone to violate their conscience to vote for a clown show. Um, not going to do that. It, it, my job is to tell you what's going on and give you the information so you can make up your mind fairly as to what you want to do. But I, I firmly believe whether you like it or not, whether you want to hear it or not, when you look at the polling and you look at how people are so disgusted with both candidates and campaigns, I I, I just think you may see people who say, I'm sorry, I'm just, I, I don't want to vote for either one of them. Don't be mad at me for telling you that that's going to happen. I'm just warning you that we may see a low turnout election or an election with a mass number of people who, frankly, just don't vote for the top spot. Um, candidates do matter, and no candidate is entitled to your vote. Now, you would learn that through one of the Constitution classes at Hillsdale College, how our founders took very seriously the obligations to the Constitution and uh, the sorts of candidates you should have and the caliber of the candidates. Millions have taken a Hillsdale College course free online. A lot of people won't. This year, we're doing something cool on the show. We're doing gold nuggets about the Constitution in the form of 60-second spots that air during commercial break created by Hillsdale College. The new feature, the Constitution Minute, teaches principles that you got to know, you got to share. They're honest, good, easily understood nuggets from the Constitution. And I want you to really listen, understand, and own them to be a champion of freedom and truth. So Hillsdale is going to equip you with a free pocket Constitution. You can go to ericforhillsdale.com, get a free pocket Constitution from Hillsdale today. You can forward the Constitution Minutes to friends that are on the website there. Be a champion of freedom, be a champion of truth, order your free pocket constitution, and listen to the Constitution Minute Spots. Get educated on the Constitution, share them with your friends. Eric, E-R-I-C-K, ericforhillsdale.com, ericforhillsdale.com. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Occasionally, but not always. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones here. Jim's been waiting. Jim, welcome. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. 
I'm afraid uh, that story about the Hamas supporters protesting Sloan Kettering uh, because of Jewish influence and support, Zionist, uh, got my goat as well. And I'm reminded of a, a book back in the 80s or 90s by P.J. O'Rourke called Enemies List. Now, he was, it was a jokey book. He just said, let's name all the leftists, get them out there in the open, and, and force upon them maximum media exposure. I'd like to take that a step further. Is there some way we could expose these people to the light uh, and just let people know that these are really evil people, and you don't want them in your lives. You don't want them in your business. You don't want them anywhere near you. In some way, we could just let people know to shun them. Yeah, you know, I I actually am in favor of this. And you know, for example, the Hamas protesters at some of the Ivy Leagues, uh, they were put on lists that were circulated on Wall Street, much to their chagrin. They complained about it, Good. saying these are the people not to be not to be hired because they came out in support of Hamas or they cheered on what happened on October 7th. I, I think we need more of that. And they can complain about cancel culture all they want, but they're the ones who said it's not cancel culture. It's the consequences of your actions. And if you're going to stand out yeah. on the streets and you're going to call for death to the Jews – and you're going to go stand in front of a hospital where children are battling cancer and protest. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to hire you. Uh, and I, I'd love to know who you are, so I avoid hiring you. I, well, let's I, get some more lists like they had up from those uh, Harvard jerks and, uh, and let it be known. Uh, yep. Peggy Nonin said something about the only thing these people are going to be mad about is if they don't get a job on Wall Street. And I yeah. pretty took that as maybe just sort of a blanket kind of thing. Well, it sounds like something's really going to happen, at least to a few of these jerks. So, well, thank yeah. you for putting that out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Jim. I, I'm happy to. Yeah, if I could find out who these people are, yeah, I, I would I would definitely make sure. I, I mean, luckily, I, I got a small team of, of people around me who are friends. And But if I ran a company, I wouldn't want somebody. If, you're, if you think standing in front of a hospital that took money from someone who's Jewish to help fight childhood cancer, is a good thing to do. You do not need to be in my company. And, you know, this gets back to a larger issue of uh, a lot of these Wall Street funds, the, these hedge funds and private equity groups, they should hire from the SEC and the ACC. Stop hiring from the Ivy League. The Ivy League is clearly broken, demented, and evil. Hire from, like, normal colleges with normal people. You still get uh, high-caliber hires. Uh, they're just not stooped in the evil of the Ivy League. Now, pivoting related somewhat to this is Jamie Dimon from uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. He is a man that Washington listens to about finance. Both sides consult and talk to him. He is socially liberal. He is of the left. He is good at his job. He's in Davos. You need to listen to this. Just just listen to what he says to the CNBC anchors. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. You know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year, and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. 
He grew the economy quite well. China, China tax, virus. Tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, I don't like what he did. Oh, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why to vote for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to hate Trump? 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. It's done and, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Yeah, I think so. When you have Jamie Diamond, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, on CNBC telling Democrats you're hurting yourselves by treating half the nation as pariahs for being MAGA, for supporting Trump, he's, he's right. I saw someone yesterday on social media say they, they thought we needed to stop telling kids to say thank you when they really weren't thankful. Someone gives you something, you 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 are expected to be given it anyway, and you say thankful. Why say thanks when they should give it to you anyway? Robert Heinlein, the author. What what was oh what was his book? Um, he's written a lot of a lot of books. Libertarian. But he he has a great quote. Oh, what is the? Uh, come on now. I'm sorry, folks, because uh, not spaceship. Robert Heinlein, because the movie is a terrible, terrible where they're fighting the alien. Bugs and stuff, uh, starship troopers, not spaceships, starship troopers, among others. He has this quote, moving parts in rubbing contact requires lubrication to avoid excessive wear. Honorifics and formal politeness provide lubrication where people rub together. Often the very young, the untraveled, the naive, the unsophisticated deplore these formalities as empty, meaningless, or dishonest and scorn to use them, no matter how pure their motives, they thereby throw sand into the machinery that does not work too well at best. It's a great quote. I'd never heard it before. It's a great quote. Uh, the, the point of it being is, is you use social politeness to grease the skids in conversation with those you may not like so that each other can navigate society more smoothly. Pleases and thank yous and yes sirs and no sirs and yes ma'ams and no ma'ams. That's kind of what Jamie Dimon is getting. You don't have to be a, you don't have to treat the other side disdainfully and insult them because they disagree with you in the world. Let's just think about this. There's a story in the Daily Mail today. Chinese scientists have created a mutant coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and has a 100% kill rate in mice. These are the, the same geniuses who led to the COVID virus being released. And remember, um, everyone was referring to the Wuhan virus and the China virus until Donald Trump called it the China virus. Then suddenly you were racist for that. And then they went over a bit over backwards to deny that it came out of the lab that, in fact, was the lab where that virus was being studied. And the first people to die were people from that lab. But no, it had to have come from a wet market. The Chinese were eating bats. That's what it was. The elite have never brought themselves in. Instead of pivoting to, oh, yeah, maybe we were wrong and it came from the lab, instead, they pivoted to, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are we wasting our time investigating? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does if you want to stop it. And here's the same lab now developing another coronavirus with a 100% kill rate. Now, those who know biology 
and pathogens would tell you that if it has a 100% kill rate, it probably doesn't spread very far. But do you really want to take the risk? The elite have got it all wrong. What's really going on in the country right now more than anything else is a rebellion against the elite who screwed everything up. I mentioned this to you before, that when I was a lawyer, I worked for a law firm, and our policy was when we worked for small businesses and and businesses that had grown over time intergenerationally, we tended to stop working for the company with the third generation because they caused the most problems because the grandkids, it's all they had ever known typically, and so they screwed it all up. The grandfather invents the company, has gone from, from poverty to wealth. The father tends to have seen how much the his father poured into it to go from poverty to wealth, and he is a good steward of the company. By the third generation, all the kids have known is the wealth, and they drive the company into the ground. It, happen, it, it is a tale as old as time. happens all the time, third generations. Uh, if you can survive the third generation of a family, you tend to be able to make a go of a company. Chick-fil-A right now. On the third generation, uh, Truett Cathy's grandson is now in charge of Chick-fil-A. And the family went through a massive succession plan to be able to make sure that the kid could get in charge and be mindful of the fact that third generations so often screw things up that he would not screw up the company. He thus far has done a very good job. But it's, it's, it's a danger. And it's the same way with the elite. We're now on, on a multiple generations of the elite in this country. The elite who came before were the elite by virtue of they fought and nearly died in war. They came back. They learned things. They had jobs in the private sector. They rose to the ranks, and they got the ears of presidents because of their competencies. And now it's the third generation have gone to the think tank started by the first generation, like Jake Sullivan, who's never had a job in the real world. He advised the second generation of the elite, and now he's part of the elite, and he's known nothing but it. He's privileged into his lifestyle, think he's there by right, uh, by aristocratic birthright, and he's, he's given all the bad advice. We're seeing this with the doctors, with the epidemiologists, with the people at the CDC and the FDA. We're seeing it with the bureaucrats in Washington. We're seeing it around the world. Globally, this generation of the elite are spoiled, pampered, privileged, have not lived a day in the real world. They've worked in nonprofits all their life, and they've never had to sign a paycheck. And so they have no idea that you don't want a dishwasher that takes three hours to wash your dishes. I mean, they have illegal aliens to wash their dishes, so what's it to you? They want to force you to get a refrigerator that's going to break after five years. Will you have to get a new one? Well, they've got the money to replace it. You don't. But who cares about you? They want to force you to get a vaccine that's not going to keep you from getting a disease. But the elite came up with it, so it must be good. In Texas, they're advising people not to wash their clothes because of the power. Why the hell can't they build new power plants? No, no. They would rather tell you to give up your life than to go build new power plants. These are the sacrifices that you have to make for their life, and that's part of the problem is everyone's kind of clued in on this now. Even Jamie Dimon, the president and CEO of, of J.P. Morgan Chase, is, is getting at this, that the elite in this country are now telling you that you must sacrifice your comfort in life for them. And there's a seething, festering resentment in the country towards that, and it leads to things like the election of Donald Trump. You can totally see Donald Trump getting elected 
in 2024. You should, if you're a Democrat, you should understand this. This seething resentment of the intellectual elite in this country who want the rest of us to sacrifice for them so they can sleep well at night while we're freezing because our HVAC system doesn't work and we have no heat in our water heater because they were so concerned about global warming they decided they hated humanity. And they will turn half the country into a pejorative and belittle them because they see the world differently. We used to learn from each other when we saw the world differently, and now the left, particularly at the upper echelons of the left, thinks that if you see the world differently from them, you're a heretic who should be burned at the stake. And all that's done is it's fostered a backlash, and the backlash continues to come, deservedly so. Whether I like some of the outcomes of it or not, doesn't matter. The backlash is easily predictable, totally understood, explained, and to a large degree justified. The elite have been selling the rest of us a bag of goods, and they have failed time and time again because the current elite, they've had it easy. They didn't have to earn their elite status. They inherited it, and they've taken it for granted. They've lied to cover up and to stay in power instead of recognizing that they're in over their heads. And hell is coming for them, and who can really blame it? You know, one of the things the elite decided to do is to go to banks and tell banks, we got to shut down guns in this country and the government can't do it, so here's what you can do. You can prevent people from making purchases at gun stores using your credit cards or your debit cards or, or your bank accounts. And big banks are doing this. There, there are a growing number of banks in this country that if you go to a gun store, use your debit card or your credit card, the transactions declined. Old Glory Bank is not one of those. Old Glory Bank is my bank. They're founded by conservatives for conservatives, for small businesses that are conservative, that don't want to go through this. You know, banks can't deny each other their routing numbers, so a bank can't refuse to do business with Old Glory Bank. So you've got federal protections by doing uh, your business through Old Glory because another bank can say, oh, this guy used Old Glory. I'm not going to honor the transaction. Not allowed to do that with routing numbers in this country, thankfully. So you could go get your business and, and your personal accounts at Old Glory Bank and do business with conservatives who won't stop you from being a conservative and using your checking account for conservative ends. They have great rates on savings accounts as well. You can get an account set up in less than eight minutes, oldglorybank.com. It is my bank. I have a savings account with them. I have a checking account with them, oldglorybank.com. You can go use them too. Never have to worry about the bank going woke. They will not. They're good conservatives, oldglorybank.com. Well-connected and well-respected. It's Eric Erickson, live every weekday. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text RECIPE to 33777 now. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, happy to have you. Remember, if you would, please text DATA, D-A-T-A, to 33777. Pre-order my book. There will be an audio version. There will be an ebook version. But if you could buy the print version, it really helps uh, if you text uh, air, uh, DATA to 33777. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, all right, we got to move on to other stuff, including this wild story about the head of the CIA and, and concerns about spies from China. Wait until you hear that when we come back. I will tell you this right now. I don't know what's going to happen in New Hampshire. The polling has gotten extremely close there. 
I have said pretty much I think the race is over, and you all should see the emails I'm getting from non-Trump supporters who are upset with me for saying I feel like uh, Iowa just shows the race is over. Um, And I think, honestly, I I think it does. I think it shows the race is over, the the momentum there. I mean, Trump, look at the polling averages. The polling average in Iowa was correct. Trump was with less than a point. In New Hampshire, assuming that holds true, it's 44 to 31. In South Carolina, where Nikki Haley was governor, it's 52 to 21. DeSantis is collapsing nationally. He's out of money. Um, I I don't see a path forward there. As an aside, I got to say, uh, one of these DeSantis consultants, turns out he's been bad-mouthing DeSantis to the press for a while, and now he's owning up to it. Um, I don't understand. these. If you're running against Washington, don't hire people who operate like they're in Washington. And this guy, uh, Gerdeski or whatever his name is, looks like, I mean, he's admitting some of these very unflattering remarks have been his, shaping the narrative of the campaign over time. Uh, That guy's probably going to be blackballed by every future campaign. He's not just burning bridges with DeSantis, but with a whole bunch of other people in the process. Uh, Just party foul, my goodness. Speaking of my goodness, y'all, my goodness, I, I have wanted this for a long time, my own URL for Omaha Steaks. Now you get it really easy. You go to omahasteaks.com slash Eric. That's right, E-R-I-C-K, omahasteaks.com slash Eric. And guess what? You can get a great deal at Omaha Steaks, but also you get four free boneless chicken breasts, four free pork chops. You already get pork chops in the package, so double the pork chops. It's fantastic. It's such a great deal, such great people, and you get 100% satisfaction guarantee. OmahaSteaks.com slash Eric. You go there now, you load up your cart, and you get the four free chicken breasts, you get the four free pork chops, you get the 100% customer satisfaction. They want you happy. They want a long-time relationship with you. They really do. And so if you go to Omaha Steaks, you're going to be hooked. You do need to know that because they're great people. They have great products. They deliver it to your door deliciousness delivered omahasteaks.com slash eric if nothing else go click on omahasteaks.com slash eric and show them i send traffic to them but you'll load up your cart and get those chicken breasts and pork chops for free omahasteaks.com slash eric for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.